0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure
1: begins
0: Three, two, one. 3, 2, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my partner in podcasting crime... Travis Ratz. All right. On Comic Exposure, uh, we normally get together uh, with uh, someone. We read a trade or a graphic novel. Uh, We do like a little book club, roundtable discussion. Uh, This is not that episode. But it's a roundtable. It is a roundtable. We do have a roundtable. This episode is one of our variant episodes, where we chit-chat about comic books or whatever we want to talk about. And this time, we are lucky enough to be in the presence... Of a comic shop owner uh, today. We were at True Believer Comics <laughs> with uh, with the owner. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, how you doing? I'm Michael Kessler, owner of True Believer Comics in Gilbert, Arizona. Alright, so we're hanging out with Michael today, and we thought, you know what, this is my comic shop. This is where I go to. Right. I upended, I got rid of my pole somewhere else, and I came to True Believer... I really, heard that. I'm, I'm actually. I'm, I'm very happy it's, to have it's, heard that. You had some very nice things to say about me. Because it's close to my house, and because oh, on, it's like man. a really like nice. Don't, don't place. do that.
0: You come here. I come here. Is, no, it's close to your house. No, it's close to my house, because, and
1: it's a nice. It's like a nice place. Like I, there are some comic shops that are. Are pretty hole in the wall. And do not believer is not a hole in the wall place. Just, just, hey man,
0: uh, don't question the yes vote, all right? <laughs> well, if it's if proximity is the reason you came, I'll take that. See? He'll take it. Well, he'll and take I also it. like the fact that uh, I've been to comic shops in my area and other areas and you don't have a lot of product on the display. It seems like uh, you'll have a couple of racks and then it's devoted to other things um but this, you come in and it's just everything is beautifully displayed out. You can just kind of browse the wall. Like, I don't know how you get any work here done. Any work done? I'm just like moving back and forth. Yeah, I want to yeah. read this one. Yeah, yeah, I want to read we're this looking,
1: one. We're looking. right now at a wall of uh, trades and graphic novels, which is our our bread and butter. So this this is where we're, we're right in from the
0: trade section. It's gonna be I, tough. I can't focus.
1: <laughs> I keep looking. Oh, I should read that one. Yeah. That? No, I I need, know to, I I need yeah. to read the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I need to do that. All right. So. Uh, today on the show, we're going to talk to Michael about uh, what it's like to run a comic shop, all those sorts of things, in and outs. I got a question from uh, one of our, our lovely listeners, asked us something to ask, so we're going to talk about that too. Uh, so let's, let's start off. Now, uh, Michael, we usually ask the same question to everybody who comes on the show. So go ahead and ask the question, Travis.
0: The question is, what was your first exposure to comics?
2: I grew up reading uh, Spider-Man. Uh, this was back in 1982. I was six years old. This is back when the library was still a legitimate form of entertainment. Okay, and I would go there, and they had this one tiny little section devoted to comic books, and they weren't—they didn't have graphic novels or trade paperbacks back then. So these were just uh, these were just comic books. They were ratty. They'd been rented out. They'd put them in that little that little office to office envelope and wrap it up, and you bring it back a couple weeks later. Uh, so. I mean, I started. I mean, you know, I started on all the children's books, but then I came back and I started reading Spider Man, and, and primarily. And from there, uh, my mother would want me to go and start reading more age appropriate material as, as she real de- books as she <laughs> determined it. Yeah, but every time I would go right back to that comic section, no matter how many times I had read every single book in the in their inventory, I kept going back and getting more. Uh, that. Pretty much led into my love of Marvel, which is what I grew up reading. So it was all Avengers. Back then they had West Coast Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, all of those, the Celestials. And is that Iron Wonder
0: Man. Man on that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I loved Wonder Man. I only
2: now look back and go, oh,
0: God, I love Wonder Man. <laughs> yeah. you know? You're really pissed about that whole new Vision thing. Didn't, in the comics, we're going to geek out here right now, we said it early, wasn't uh, Vision originally Wonder Man in the comics?
1: I, was he? I mean, here's I the think thing. think it's conscious, the consciousness of Wonder Man. Yeah. Was put into yeah. That's but Vision. I've only I've only read that
2: as an adult. See when you're when you're a little kid, you happen acro- across uh, you know whatever like one, issue, one issue issue one thirty five and then on, and then you have one sixty eight
0: and you don't care. You're just happy to be reading a yeah. comic book. Right. Do you guys remember the um, JCPenney catalogs or like catalog shopping? And there'd always be like you go to the toy section mm-hmm. and there'd always be like thirty comic books for like nine bucks or something like that. Yeah. And you just get a random. Box of it.
1: Um, I just saw that on Woot. Woot had a random comic box, right? But where that, it was, where it was like uh, I can't remember. It was, I think it was only like eighteen. But it was like eighteen random comics, and you're guaranteed like ten of these in this list, and right. they just throw it. But they're from
0: different years yeah. and things like that, and so that's what Michael's talking about. Like you're getting X Men two twenty one and Avengers four ninety three, and you're just you're, you're in it, man. You're in the world. It's like reading Secret Wars issue number one every time you read a comic. Well, you're like, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: so, why Spider-Man? Why, why do you think Spider-Man resonated
0: with you?
2: I remember specifically the first splash page that I'd seen where it showed Spider-Man getting from the street up to the roof of a a, four, a fourth-story floor building and it had these little dotted lines showing him jumping to the wall on top of the garbage can onto the other the wall of the other building and back and forth and that was when they would show the, the path that he had taken yeah. to get up there and that was just the coolest shit I'd ever seen right. and uh, so I, I really I don't know for some reason my six year old brain really identified with the ability to uh, to do that um, but then I, I kind of really liked Peter Parker as well. That was one of the things that I think I, I enjoyed most about uh, comic books growing up, was that it was a story of two people. It was always a story of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. It was a story of Captain America and Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. Iron Man and Tony Stark. And while the comic books would dedicate, uh, you know, 30% of their time or 60% of their time to the, uh, to the real person, they dedicated enough of it that you could see how one persona uh, would affect the other. And in almost every situation being a superhero had some kind of a negative impact on the personal life of yeah. the of of the alter ego and yet they persisted and i guess that kind of taught me or at least met with the morality that i'd had at that age right
0: yeah. here's a uh, a question for you then too um you know looking at your shop here it's obvious that you're you know you carry a, a lot of superhero stuff but you mm-hmm. also carry just everything everything in the range of comics yep. so you start off with Spider-Man. At what point did you realize that comics were more than just superheroes? Like, when did you when did you broaden out superheroes? It wasn't until I was in my twenties.
2: I'd uh, I had already I'd put comics away when because uh, I grew up reading GI Joe and these kinds of titles. And when the '90s came and we had, we approached the Liefeld era of art, I tuned out. I just couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't identify with characters whose biceps were as large as their chests, and uh, and everybody was punching way harder than they needed to.
0: That's Travis's favorite era of, yeah. of comics: is the <laughs> giant the, biceps. The first, the first time that I met uh, Michael, um, which was last week, it was. Uh, I think I talked to him for five minutes before Rob Liefeld came up, and he was just like, "I hate Rob Liefeld." Well, the Liefeld the worst. But I, I, tuned out
2: completely. I put I put these things away for uh, for the pursuit of other more noble uh, adult uh, adult ideals. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so after I uh, I was already married uh, by this by this point. So uh, I uh, I was in my twenties. I have got out of the Air Force, and uh, a friend of mine was into comic books, and I said, I used to love those things, and they handed me a copy of the first trade paperback of Why the Last Man, and this was the first comic book I'd read as an adult, and it had nothing to do with superheroes whatsoever, and as soon as I finished that first trade paperback, I was hooked, I read, I I burned through, by the way, I'd only burned through the first five, because it was still an active publication back then, Mm, so I, I didn't get the new comics, I just waited for the trades to come out, and... Then, uh, then that finished up, and at that point, I was I, I was in love with with Brian K. Vaughn, So mm-hmm. I moved on to Ex Machina, which had a superhero, but really it's not about that. Mm-hmm. And I guess throughout, from that moment on, I saw a very a very firm distinction between the superhero genre, the capes and cowls, and you know, just focusing on ordinary people in extraordinary situations, and how that is a le- still a
0: legitimate, maybe even more so, form of uh, graphic uh, literature. So is it is it is that what? So at some point, I, I, I take it you, you still read superhero stuff. Oh, absolutely. So what what brings you back into that? Is it does is it the the writers? Once you see that, oh, it's really the writer and the artist who shape it. Do you go mm-hmm. seek out those things, or how do you get back into superheroes? I guess what it came
2: back into is I wanted to start reading my old beloved Marvel. I wanted to check in on Peter and Tony and see what they were up to. And so right around that time, the Civil War was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So I started reading uh, every, each one of those new books as they came out. And I was riveted. I was in it. And a lot of people were saying that this is a really good story. A lot of people, I, I was completely isolated from anybody's opinion, uh, especially the Fantastic Fours. Mm-hmm. um, uh, their their section of the of the Civil War, which I think perfectly illustrates how you can choose between the superhero side and the more personal side. Because the Fantastic Four are first and foremost a story of a family mm-hmm. and their dealings with the you know with whatever rough. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's Galactus, sure, but that's it could be it could just as easily be you know something else. So that I guess when it comes down to is what am I in the mood to read today? Do I want to see how a team of superheroes <clears throat> conquer a supervillain or do I just want to – do I want to see how – or am I more in the mood to to identify personally with somebody and how they're going
1: to overcome the obstacle that faces them today? So you said uh, – we kind of mentioned you said uh, <clears throat> that Marvel was where you mm-hmm. – what you love. Yep. Is there uh, – what do you think – why do you choose Marvel over
2: DC? Well, that's what I grew up with, and it's what I persisted with. I was never a big DC fan to begin with. Uh, not that necessarily that I had any problem with them. I just wasn't exposed to them in my youth. And then when I was an, uh, when I was an adult, I found that DC titles were so... They, they took themselves so very seriously. <laughs> Every DC title was, uh, was absolutely certain of how dire the consequences and the situations were for themselves. So my-
1: I totally agree with you. I think DC really does take itself too seriously. I also think it's weird that you take yourself seriously when your major superhero wears his underwear on the outside. Like <laughs> Superman <laughs> could not be any less serious to me. I not. I like the idea of Superman, but I don't know how serious your storyline
0: can be when nothing can defeat you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, they, they carry these, these huge, these mythic archetypes, these of DC, you know, like that, you know, where everything is, you know, it's not the first person. People always say these godlike characters, and the problem with gods is that these these storylines can be exciting and they can be bigger, but they can't be relatable. Like you were saying, with there's Peter Parker and there's Spider Man, absolutely. You know? um, but for Superman, it's Superman first, then Clark Kent. For, mm-hmm. for Spider Man, it's Peter Parker first, and then Spider Man. I think. You know, yeah, like, I, I think it, you're right.
1: I think, like, all I want from a Superman comic book is Superman flying around punching stuff. All I want from Superman is Superman punch. That's all I want. Superman punch. That's all I want is Superman punching (laughs) stuff. I don't care. I don't know. I guess, like, I I want Superman to be my fun guy, but, like, all of his storylines are always, like, oh. Like, I don't want Superman to brood or, like, he to worry about what's Mm -hmm. going on or having to battle some other Kryptonian. I just want him to, like, punch giant robots that no one else can fight. Because no one else is Superman. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> and that's my Superman diatribe for, for this episode. I think you'd per- have you read Superman for all seasons? I have not read Superman for all seasons. Yeah. I'm, I will be completely honest. I am not well versed in a lot of Superman since I was a child and read all of Death of Superman and The mm-hmm. Return of and all that. I've read All Star Superman and I've picked up issues here and there, but it's just never, it never hooks me enough. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. It might be that idea that nothing can really defeat him, so the stakes are never. I mean, the stakes are never high in comic books because you know Spider-Man's always going to be around, even when he turns into Doctor Octopus. I agree. No, and I'm about to lose a lot of DC fans here. <laughs> uh, I
2: loved Identity Crisis ah. because that rehumanized a lot of these godlike heroes. Right. I mean, you understand why they got this way, you know. I mean, they've yeah. just DC's just been around longer. Yeah. Every time a hero faces a villain, he's got to find some new, innovative way to defeat them. The, at the end of the story, the villain is defeated, but the hero
1: retains the new power that they've had to develop to yeah. uh, to defeat him. Also, like Superman now has his atomic explosion thing that he does where he Mm -hmm. just blows up and then he gets like 24 hours of not being Superman
0: you could do like Dragon Ball Z does where (laughs) it just gets stronger
2: (laughs) I'd like to see it I'd like to see them scale it back I'd like to see some kind of major event I I don't know if they'll do this in Convergence I doubt it but I wish that they would have a major event wherein the DC characters end up right about the power levels they had at 1940
1: yeah and I think like that's you all th- get one. What do you want? Yeah. Super speed or heat vision <laughs> Superman? You can't have them both. No, you can't. I think that's the thing that I like about Batman. Is that even though Batman is uh he can get out of any situation, you can write a story where the only way he can get out of it is something he can do one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't become like Green Lantern now has the power of two rings or you know something like that that
0: I don't like can't it when, get away I like it about Batman cuz some uh, writers would do this when they when they're um then they finish a the story arc and they're going to another story arc, I like when Batman is still somewhat uh, crippled or fatigued from his last mm-hmm. big adventure. Like yeah. you get to see, like, oh, he's facing this guy like he's beaten a million times before, but this time, you know, he's got a broken hip. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's what's going on right now. So, post convergence, we're going to get Robo Robot Batman. Mm-hmm. You're going to get uh, you're going to get uh, Bruce Wayne's laid up, so you're going to get Commissioner Gordon is Robot Batman. Oh, nice. Which, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but, but that's what's going to
0: happen. But we digress.
1: Yes, but we digress. Okay, so, what, uh, Michael, what, what made you decide that I'm going to open a comic shop? Because how, how long
2: have you been open here? Not even six months. Not even six months? You yeah. said you were in the Air Force for a while, is that right? Yes, I right. was in the Air Force uh, in, uh, in 1998, and then in 2001, when I got out... I uh, I got to, I basically pivoted my job from the air force into a similar job in the civilian sector, sort of DoD contract uh, with General Dynamics, and and I worked for about seven or eight years, and I got into the whole idea of working in corporate. I was in my twenties and had the whole idea of being ambitious and you making management. And <laughs> no, it was exactly. I mean, you're, when someone offers you a certain amount of money oh, yeah. per year, and you and you know, I mean, the, the money they pay you in the in the military is shit. So, I mean, that gap is, is yeah. enormous. You think, oh, well, I'm going to be this, you know, huge, successful guy, yeah. and I will change myself into whoever I need to in order to uh, to fit that yeah. role. Uh, or at least that was me. Some people never compromise. But I did. <laughs> I did quite a lot. Uh, but I, I realized early on that I really wasn't cut out for corporate life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-hour meetings and reporting to an infrastructure that contains six different tiers of management, uh... I, 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 you guys. Okay, you're, with, Tra- me. you're with me. Right now. <laughs> that's right? Travis's life right now. You know, and and it, it's. I decided it just wasn't for me. So I, I finally got a job working for the University of Phoenix. Okay. Which I have nothing but good things to say about them. Okay. I got my uh, I got my degree from there in business entrepreneurship, and part of that degree involved. Hey, pick a business you're going to start. You wouldn't have picked an entrepreneurship degree if you weren't planning on doing yeah. something. Back then. I was a comic book publisher. So around 2007, 2008, I decided, why don't I just write a comic book? It can't be that hard to do. <laughs> I'll write it. I'll send it in to Marvel. They'll take it. And I'll be rich. All right? <laughs> we all have that moment. Yeah. But, uh, but then I, I ground out the, uh, a, little, a little niche for myself. And by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Phoenix, the local comic book scene here in mm-hmm. Phoenix, is rich. And mean, there's there's a lot talent, of local stuff, yeah. The indie scene here, I mean, we have our own feel to it. I think we need just that one thing that's going to pull it all together so that when we say the Phoenix scene within the
1: comic book community, yeah. other places know what we're talking about. I think, I think you're seeing that with things like, like uh, the Phoenix Con is getting so big. Like, it's getting so it big. Is. You've got guys like Scott Lehman, who are from here, mm-hmm. and, or not, no, uh, John, John Lehman and Scott uh, Godlewski. Godlusky. Godleski, Leski. You've had him on the podcast. He's your neighbor. I know he's <laughs> my neighbor. It's the last name, though, man. It's messing me up. Godleski, Godleski. Uh, just in- think, God bless me. I know. And then i also say Uh So that I think that sort of thing is doing it. And you know, I picked up some of the indie stuff, the the Morrissey indie trade. That was like one of my. It's one of my favorite things ever. I was
2: a writer in that book. Yeah, the uh, that 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 whole unite and take over, unite yeah. take over the Smiths part. Yeah, yeah. I worked with uh, with local artist Jeff Pena. Yeah, uh, and we oh, wow. uh, yeah we uh, we put together a little eight book scene where a ah uh, you'll just have to pick it up. And it was
0: I want to get back to what you were saying on this. You said something really interesting that I I don't know if people who aren't in the comic book scenes I don't know, and I, I like comic books. You said we need something that's going to tie this scene together. Mm-hmm. Like what in a publishing arena? What in like a city? You know, we're pretty spread out here. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big, wide city. Like what do you, what do you mean? Like a, like a, a central hub or like a vibe? I a think tone? it takes a. I think it takes a local flavor. I think that's the, that's what that's what counts
2: among anything else. I mean, if you look at music, uh, uh, particularly. Uh, when you say that there 's a certain scene uh, yeah. in Louisville or in New York or wherever there 's a certain sound that people can, uh, can can come to rely on all right and I think that 's something that the comic book scene around here needs. Uh, is some kind of a local flavor that other uh, the, the people up in Seattle and Dallas, New York, San Diego, Colorado, wherever can say a Phoenix independent writer, Phoenix independent artist, their book yeah. is going to include certain aspects of this.
1: Well, you've got that right now, and and kind of up uh, in the Northwest, you've got that kind of that indie mm-hmm. thing that's kind of taking over in Marvel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All those artists are kind of up in that area. And it'd be really cool to kind of have that here. And I think one of the things that we want to kind of do as we move forward is kind of become more a part of that comic scene here. I mean, because we're guys from the outside who decided, you know what we want to do? We want to talk about comic books. And what a better way to do it than, like, this gives us a reason to talk about comic books is to get together and do the podcast. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't, you know, we'd just, like, rattle off whenever we wanted or we'd bore people at work with it. So... Uh, I know that that's something we want to kind of be a part of is kind of like that whole kind of Phoenix scene or whatever. Right. You well, call the it. way
0: we got our videos into Comic Con was we just sent them in and we said, "Listen, it's a Phoenix Comic Con. Let's put Phoenix filmmakers in the mix. Mm-hmm. Like, we, this is all created locally. You could get stuff better from the outside mm-hmm. and bring it in. But let's let's. I like that idea of what you said about let's let's get a vibe, let's get a tone, let's establish what that is. Let's right. let's write what it means to be in Phoenix two thousand fifteen. Let's see that in the art. Let's see that in, in the words. It's, it's lots of cactuses and tumbleweeds well, in every comic and very, book. I think <laughs> There were plenty of that yeah, in my book. Yeah. <laughs> I, well I think it's it's an emerging middle class suburban city. You know, it's I mean on the outskirts you have all these middle class suburbs just just springing up around the outside of phoenix and then these kids are growing up and they're moving into the heart of phoenix with those suburban middle yeah. class uh values mm-hmm. um so um anyway that's that's yeah that's that's a whole other podcast yeah that's, you a, whole know? Other, that's a whole other thing um, to talk about but okay so so you you comic book publishing uh for your entrepreneur um uh course Right. This is when I had the uh, my
2: own comic book publishing company, Bleating Goat Comics. Nice, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I had uh, flagship title Sonora, and then I had a few other titles that I was working on. Uh, beyond that, Lucidity and No Man's Land, and one called Unearth that never quite came to fruition yet. And mm-hmm. uh, and I I was working the Comic Con circuit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Anaheim and up to Colorado, New Mexico, all these places. And I realized early on this is a great. Hobby, and if I'm very, very, very lucky, I as a writer but not an artist because I can't draw at all, mm-hmm. uh, I can maybe break even on that hobby. but this is no way that I'm going to uh, unless I get picked up by one of the majors I'm not going to get uh, I'm not going to be able to make a career out of this. so I'm not going to give up on the idea of making a career in comic books, so might as well open a store. That's uh, that's the next logical, and plus the East Valley was just desperate for a, a period oh, for yeah. a long period of time. Central Phoenix and West Phoenix had all the action. Yeah, I mean well, you could. I mean Tempe, yeah, with pop culture Atomic and all those. Comics. But even those were very much. I mean, as the cause, because the East Valley has been
1: it's pushing so
2: out yeah. further east <clears throat> and south, and it's been sprawling, and it was missing. Uh, it's it's been missing this one component. Yeah, so, so for
1: listeners who don't know, uh, Phoenix is one giant suburb that stretches larger than mm-hmm. many East Coast states. So <laughs> it's just one giant, endless suburb after Surrounded another. Surrounded
0: by hours and hours of desert. Yeah, giants, <laughs>
1: and right? so yeah. We're, uh, we're in the East Valley here in Gilbert, and so we're, very, we're a good chunk away from, from Phoenix. I mean, not if you get on the highway you get there quick, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, who does that?
2: Anybody on the East Coast? I mean, the idea that you would drive fifty miles to get to somebody's house is uh, is insanity. Yeah. Uh, right. But around here, that's yeah, sure, we'll be there. Yeah. So when you
0: <laughs> when you sit down with your you everything you've learned in your your business class, um, and you say, well, let's let's merge my my uh, education and my uh, budding uh, career with my interests. So comic book shop is a natural place to go to. Sure. What are your consider based on what you've learned in school? What are your first considerations when you, when you say, oh, I like comic book shops. Is this feasible? What do you look at? The first thing you look at is the industry itself. Is the industry viable?
2: Uh, because comic books are part of print media, which is a dying, uh, a dying art. All right. We all know what's happening in newspapers. We all know what's happening in magazines. Is the same thing happening to comic books? So the first thing you do is you research the, uh, the sales figures year after year, particularly during the, and after the 2008 uh, recession. Yeah. And as it turns out, comic books are not only viable, but they're unbelievably resilient. Uh, the, uh, the transition to digital uh, with, uh, with, e- with online comic books, uh, unless it's a comic strip, nobody cares. Some people will download one or two comics, and they'll read them on their uh, their tablets just to get a sense of things. But there is uh, there's a very strong draw to actually have that paper in your hands,
1: to to flip those pages. That has not diminished at all. And, uh, that's well, kind of what got me back into comics is the digital stuff. But then mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to read this on my, on my iPad. I want to touch it. You know, I really want to have it. And so that, when I came back into comic books, it started digital. I was like, right, I need, I need the real thing. Like, I need mm-hmm. like a real, legit, hard copy of All something. Right.
0: You said um, flipping, hard <laughs> fiddle. You, you know, know, just calm it down, man. I'm right next I'm to you so- here. I got our <laughs> knees touching here. It's a very, t- it's very hot in here. Come on, man. I can't help it. God. I can't help it. I'm comics here.
1: I'm sitting next to you, buddy. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Um. So, so you you open up the shop. Um. What's been the what's been the Let's go. What's been the the best thing and what's been the hardest thing about about running a comic shop? The absolute best thing
2: is <clears throat> twofold. It's it's getting guys who are like me. They're they're twenty four, twenty five years old. They walk in and they just have this look of wonder wash over them. And they <laughs> and and I am like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I was like, "I haven't been in a comic book store in a while." And, and immediately they won't say for fourteen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won't say that. They'll say. A while, you know, <laughs> because they don't want to admit. And, and let's let's be fair. A comic book store is not always the most welcoming environment to people who are not mm-hmm. al- who are not already assimilated into the, the culture. Uh, we try to we try to fight that here. We try to be very well very welcoming. But that that's exactly what I'm talking about. That moment when they say, "I really loved comic books. Why did you put them away? I don't really know. I don't really know why I put them away." And then they they look in and they start looking at the different books, the new comics, and the trade paperbacks. And it's like that first time that you're looking at the wine aisle in a in a, in a liquor store. It's like, where the hell do I start? There's so it's much. so much time has passed. How do I possibly pick this back up again? And I ask them, you know, hey, what are you into? Let's let's talk about that. What what kind of stories do you like? What kind of TV shows, movies? What you know? What what do you, are are you interested in getting to know? Do you know, we figure out a little bit about the about the customer, and then we. See, let's try this. Let's try this. Here's what it's about. Look through it. If you like it, great. If not, let's find something else. You know. But then when they come back that second time, and it's an entirely different experience. They stride in. They flip the door open. They come jaunting right in. They say, I loved that book, or I want to get that one, or I'm really ready to try this one. And then, bam, they're in. They're back in. And everybody is so happy. And that's the second part. Everybody is always so happy! <laughs> I'm. I this store is directly next door to a pool supply store. No
1: one's happy when they go to the pool supply Make store. Make no <laughs>
2: mistake, the pool supply store is doing better than I am. Okay, <laughs> they sell. They, they've got people coming in day and night, and and I can see them when they're walking toward the store. <laughs> that they're and not entirely because our, our doors are four feet apart. Which door are they supposed to walk in to get their replacement? Eh, whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a pool. Uh, but nobody's happy about going to the pool because, because that means something <laughs> right. went wrong and they're going to lose four hundred dollars. Yeah. All right. But they come in here and this just that something went right of and they lose
1: four hundred dollars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that that goes with that guy that I'm getting back into comics is that guy who's bringing his son or his daughter in for the first mm-hmm. time to get their first comic. All right. The dads are always so excited <laughs> because uh, we're going to find you something and. Okay, sometimes they're kind of disappointed. You want Scooby Doo? We'll have to do an Uncle Scrooge. We'll do that. Maybe next time we'll get to the Avengers, or <laughs> next time we'll get to Batman. But they, uh, when they get that book for their kid, and then when they come back a second time, he loved that book. There's just something about he's that that my kid's following in my footsteps. He's reading the books that I read. Yeah. It continues, and it, just to be a part of that is uh, it, it's such an honor, you know.
1: So hardest part about running. The comic shop. What, what's the what's the bummer?
2: The emotional drain that comes day after day. Uh, I don't have children. Mm-hmm. I don't have children, but I uh, I understand that it doesn't get any easier. You just get more accustomed to how hard it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you first when I first opened up the store, I was terrified of uh, you know financial ruin and embarrassment and all of that. That hasn't diminished at all. You know, as the store moves on, but what changes is how much attention i pay to that feeling. There is no good mood that i am in that can't be ruined by a bad day's sales. And likewise there's no nothing terrible that can be going on in my personal life that can't be m- just completely forgotten by a brilliant day's sales. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as time goes by i won't be so sensitive to the day-to-day <laughs> transactions, but for now that emotional roller coaster is far more impactful than the 100-hour weeks.
1: Yeah. Hundred hour weeks, dude. You're an insane man. You're an insane man. But you got a really nice place to hang out for for a hundred hour weeks. You got like a nice couch, in here. you can take a nap if you need to. This is a pullout. This is oh. a pull. This is a, pull. That, wise, was a that was that was intentional. Decision. This is a
2: pullout couch. This is a reclining uh, <laughs> reclining
1: chair. Wise decision.
0: So let's 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 talk about kind of the comic book stuff. Well, can I, can I ask yeah. one more question about just kind of the shop setup? Um, you know, so much. More now, when you go into a comic book shop, uh, you know, you, you, I think you hit it on the nose when you talked about the people coming in and that kind of intrepidation Mm -hmm. of walking into a store. Uh, I know I talk to people who have no idea about comics. I say, You've been in a comic book shop? Like, no, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't, I don't think I would, I don't know how to be in there. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to, it's like walking into a pool hall. If you don't know Mm -hmm. how to play pool, you're like, I don't think I'm going to fit into that that record. Screeches, exactly. (laughs) We don't like your kind around here type thing, but. So more and more you see that comic book shops aren't just comic book shops. They're 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 meeting spots or gathering places. Here you have um, uh, uh, gaming, like a, I don't know what you call this section of it. You mm-hmm. see it in almost every comic book shop now. Mm-hmm. It's for card games, and it's almost a, inseparable. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you? Is that? Do you think comic book shops they need that draw? Like you, it's, a, it's a hard to just have a complete just books on the wall. You need that that spot like. I know that I
2: do. As I'm, as I'm crossing the foothills uh, here uh, toward, uh, toward success, I absolutely have to have other, other streams of revenue mm-hmm. uh, other than just the comic books by themselves. Uh, but that's partly my own fault for choosing a location that is, uh, you know, this is, this, is, this is prime real estate that we're in mm-hmm. uh, right now. So I, if I wanted to have some strip mall in Apache Junction or something like that, <laughs> I, could, I could probably get away with, uh, with having just comic books uh but as the con- you know it, it's it's just another stream of revenue and i hate to yeah. tra- i hate to tra- talk about it so coldly but uh, the, the fact of the matter is that in order for me to make the rent and pay the loan and get everything else to- paid that i need to pay i can only count on comic books new comic books and trade paperbacks to provide x and y amounts yeah. so i need to add w v and z yeah. Uh, in order to in order to make that happen, as far as whether or not the uh, the culture and the the, the customers uh, they mingle actually not nearly as much as you might think. The Magic Gathering players, by and large, don't read a lot of comic books. The Pokemon kids they do read some comic books. If I had more a greater manga section, maybe that would uh, mm-hmm. maybe that would uh, that, that'd be something they'd be interested in as well. But. I think that they are mostly pretty well partitioned, according to what I'm selling. Like, get
1: out of here, magic kids. Like, come come on, old man. (laughs) Just cast some spells, bro. (laughs) Get Get out of here. Um, I, I would say that's kind of like what, as I walk into the shop and you've got this cool little place to sit and read and hang out right. and then you've got the tables in the backs for the games and right. we're, we're in on a night where there's nothing scheduled, but literally every other night mm-hmm. you've got something going on here. And I think that that's like a really cool thing. And I think it's really cool because growing up, out, like I didn't grow up out here, but like moving out here mm-hmm. and teaching high school, there's just not a lot of places for kids to go hang out and do something that's not stupid, mm-hmm. right? And, right. And so that kind of thing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's these guys have got something to go and they got a place to go and hang out and, and do something, which is really kind of cool. That you know I didn't have as a kid, uh, but I think it's kind of a cool little spot you've got here. Um, so when you we we talked about this a little bit uh, before the podcast, and I broke rules and we spoke beforehand, but it would have been weird had we not. So um, what do you uh, when you go to order? What what's your decision to? How do you know what to order? How do how do you pick what you're going to order? It's when I first opened it
2: was I, I I struck blindly I struck blindly and so I ordered three or four issues of damn near everything mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean from from all the majors you know yeah. Marvel DC Dark Horse Image IDW and and then a few of the smaller ones Dynamite and what have you and. Just to see what moves, because yeah. that's in the end that that's going to be what what drives what drives your purchases. So at this point, I kind of understand uh, I kind of understand what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, one new rule that I've established is anytime Image publishes a new book, get plenty of it. <laughs> the it, Image number ones they've just been crushing. Yeah. It's okay, for the last uh, the last year or so. I mean, it, they've been doing very well, but ever since Saga came out, they have just been murdering the scene. So I get number ones all the time. Uh, apart from that, I uh, I take into account all my pull boxes. Yeah. And as a general rule, I'll order 150% more than my than my current subscription boxes. That's worked out well for me so far. Okay, but make no mistake, there are plenty of times when I'm I'm sold out of Secret Wars. It's been out for six days. Yeah, it's gone. And uh, and when uh, when the Star Wars books started coming out, I grossly underestimated the demand for those <laughs> books uh, because I, I, I you just can't keep
0: them on the shelves. Right. You got to keep them coming. And it's tough to explain to a customer who comes into comic book shop. Oh, the Secret Wars, you have it like we're all sold out. You're a comic book shop. Like how can you be sold out of right, this comic?
2: You're expected to have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that that happens. That's where you have to do a little bit of. Uh,
1: you know, you have to do a little well, bit of maneuvering. maneuvering. I've got this. You want to read the old Secret Wars? We go 1982 <laughs> Secret Wars. And you can read. <laughs> Just blame Diamond. Just blame.
2: It- you know what? They they shorted me
0: again, man. Uh, sorry about that. I'm getting more in. Let me take your phone number. i get it to you. Do you find that, they, you know, Diamond has a monopoly over the industry? You mm-hmm. know, now they have, what, for like the last 15, 20 years or something like that it used to be? Right. Um, uh, how, did, how does that work for you? I mean, you obviously weren't in that when there were multiple distributors. Mm-hmm. But have you? Have you? Is it? Are they? Is it timely? Is it? Is it clear pros and cons to this? Uh,
2: the the pros are you know what your price point is going to be. You know what your margins are. They tell you right up front. Here's what everything is going to cost, and you don't have to go to several different websites to figure out how much each and every book is going to cost you. You mm-hmm. know what you're getting. Uh, on the on the downside. Uh, it's just, but on the downside, it's going to be a lot of the same stuff that's going to upset you about all, about any distributor you have uh, when they fail to get your books to you on
1: time and blah 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 But well, especially in an industry where Wednesday is your day, so yeah. if you don't get it on Wednesday, you could lose someone to a different shop yep. where they could go. Well, I know I I'd go get it at this shop. Who or would go do get that? There. Who would
0: just leave a comic <laughs> the, book shop I know, to go to the red right. comic book shop? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: But but I think that you've got. You, there's always that possibility with with Wednesday being the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, when when you order, so do you order? Do you order something that you like more often than what you don't like, or do you, do you let your tastes – decide what's on your wall i let my
2: tastes decide what's on the wall to an extent because my tastes are going to uh are going to be are are going to augment my ability to push the product yeah all right i love iron man so i mean when somebody comes and they ask me about a character title uh that they might want to get i can push iron man because i love iron man i can speak passionately about the about that character and uh and, and and they 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 come they come along for that ride all right I'm, i I want to try that I want to love this character the way you do uh and then after that, there are just certain um, certain standards for the store that you establish, you know what kind of titles will you carry, yeah. and what title kind of- t- titles won't you carry uh, and It's not necessarily a judgment upon that uh that store or mm-hmm. that store that does carry what you don't yeah. carry, but you know. Here at True Believer Comics, I try. I mean, the, understanding my demographic and understanding the, my customer base, I don't carry a lot of titles that have a lot of uh, a lot of skin on the cover, yeah, or have a lot of puerile content, yeah. And uh, and I'm okay with that. So no
1: no sex criminals on the wall.
2: I don't. (laughs) You're right. You know I carry sex criminals. I love sex criminals. I think it's a that's such
1: a weird phrase to say.
2: (laughs) But here's the thing. I wasn't expecting to. I ordered it only because it was done by Matt Fraction, and Matt Fraction is one of my favorite writers. I thought, what is he doing doing this weird book? Uh, But when I got it and I read it, it was so cute. And it was so endearing, and uh, and and it was so, it was just such a nice, heartwarming read, despite <laughs> the content of it, uh, that I absolutely would carry it as my trade paperbacks. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't. If I put them on the shelves, I will put, I will bag and board them yeah. uh, to an extent to to cover the. the yeah. yeah, I love pedophiles.
0: I mean, X Files comics. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got something? Uh, yeah, I was gonna, um, you know. Talk, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I got got Convergence and Secret Wars. That's that's my
1: question for you. That's what's happening right now. Yes. And so you're ordering books. Mm -hmm. How do events Mm, like Convergence and Secret Wars affect... Your business. It's
2: very difficult because you don't know what people are going to be interested in. You try to gauge as much of that as you can at the register. Hey, you know, we've got this, you're buying Batman Hush or you're buying, you know, this book. Did you know that we've got this major event coming up? Well, here's what it's about. Yeah. See if you can add it to pull boxes, see if you can gauge the interest. But it's the the major events aren't necessarily a a great concern because eventually they're gonna move yeah. one way or another. All right, even when it's over, somebody's gonna come in later and like, hey, did you have Secret Wars number one? Because I'd love to have that. You know, it's the side issues. Yeah, it's the side issues. DC's convergence has forty separate titles, <laughs> uh, and uh, and I bought a quantity of all of them. Mm-hmm. So moving those is uh, a little bit more difficult because who's going to read eighty eight comics
0: on one major event within a two month time? That
1: break? does seem like a real close window for that for that many. For that is many there books. a guy?
0: Is there a guy who's come in and, and says, "I'll take one of
2: everything"? No, the only people who really would buy. Uh, Though that number of comic books is just to collect and flip them. That's right. mm-hmm. you know th- that's really the only reason that they that they get involved at that point. Um, as far as Secret Wars, this leads into the next issue. The titles change. Yeah. And I can't give away too much information, but uh, when the Secret Wars and when the Convergence ends, the very titles of the comics that we know and love, they're going to be changing to one thing or another. We're yeah. adding new titles, and
1: these are untested, unproven titles. Well, I think we've got like Uncanny Inhumans, it, in Humans, mm. because in Marvel, you just throw Uncanny in front of whatever your thing is. And they're
0: trying to get rid of mutants, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, and so you've Uncanny in Humans. Um, I know that there are. All new, all different Avengers is is mm-hmm. another one. So you've got all these kind of like Thors, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> multiple, multiple Thors, <laughs> mm-hmm. Thor's Day, Thor's Day. That's right. what it's going to be. Um, so what what's been the convergence? Uh, what do you hear about convergence? Because that's the one we 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 decided we we did a blood pack to figure out who's going to read what, and mm. I'm reading Convergence, and Travis is reading Secret Wars, <sighs> but I'm reading Secret Wars too because I. It's only one book, and I, I can handle that. But the,
2: what, um, the the attitude toward convergence at this point is I hate to say it, it's equivalent to somebody who is watching the third season of a TV show they loved, but they really don't like this season. <laughs> they're like they're like hate, they're, they're just hate gonna. They're, <laughs> but I'm you know what I'm just I'm I'm gonna get through this season because hopefully the payoff will exist at the end. Yeah, the right. third
0: season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fourth season much better. <laughs>
2: okay, that that's the, okay. So I think the idea is that it's convergence is it, it seems to be just another another vehicle for another retcon. Mm-hmm. Or a reboot, or call it whatever you want. The only thing that I, I've been reading it myself. The only problem that I really have with it is no one really seems to be taking the situation as seriously as it actually is. <laughs> Your entire world is gone. There are yeah.
1: domes, it's people, domes gone.
2: Your all that's left is this one city. And oh, by the way, there are you're now in a March Madness death match <laughs> against every other universe out there, and they're all just thinking. Well, this is odd. This is strange. But uh, we should uh, we should try
1: to get to the bottom of this, huh? <laughs> um, so we're almost. So you've got half your titles for convergence are done. Yes. So half your titles for convergence are done right. last week, right? Yes. Yeah, and so then like another third of them goes this week, mm-hmm. uh, and then you'll have them all by the time this airs. Convergence will be done and over. Will be done and over. Will yeah. Be done and over. Um he's like oh Oh, that was close (laughs) i've had the only convergence title literally the only one that i've been like this is fantastic is shazam Mm -hmm. no joke it's the only one where i've been like this is great and i think because it's the least convergent story of convergence it's the least like it doesn't rely on the dome Mm -hmm. doesn't rely on any of that extra stuff for it
0: uh so moving they're gonna they're gonna collect you know all these things into trades which is one of the things that we want to talk about is this yeah. idea of, uh, I mean, as being a primarily trade podcast where we're looking at trades because they're easy to get someone to say, "Do you like this story? Let's read this trade and talk about it." We can talk mm-hmm. about these characters as a whole. We have uh, an art at least. So you know, I've when I stopped reading single issues in, in my teens and came back to comics, of course, I was reading trades, and it wasn't until I started listening to interviews with you know comic book writers and artists that I started thinking, you know. Oh right, people have to get paid for this, and I'm buying stuff that after months it's been out. Am I supporting the industry the correct way by buying trades? Have you is this is this a talk within your industry about as far as your, the selling aspect? Um, do you notice a difference? Do you carry trades because like that's a that's those are twenty fourteen to thirty bucks a pop? Mm-hmm. Uh, like how does what, what's your stance on that? Like on the collection of, uh, of titles a, and trades trade versus singles like as, uh, uh. It, it, it may seem
2: counterintuitive, but I actually only recommend the purchase of new comic books to the people who actually, who, who cannot live without knowing what's going on or are actively collecting yeah. uh, for the purposes of having a collection. Everybody else, I recommend coming back toward the for the trade paperbacks. That's what, uh, that's what brought me back in. Uh, dollar for dollar, they're, they're way cheaper than, uh, than buying the, the original comic books. So And they have no advertisements. They're well bound together. And they're great. It's one of the things they're great for loaning out. That's, you that's can we were give it to your about, yeah. friend and say, here, you read this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I might be losing that sale myself, but you're not going to give your, you know, your bagged and boarded copy of Secret Wars number one to your friend unless you absolutely know that he's going to take good care of it. And if he doesn't, (laughs) if he comes back bent, you're going to make him get you a new one. And then if he doesn't, it's going to cause all these problems between your friendship and their wives aren't going to start getting along. It it creates this whole mess. So don't.
0: Buy those. Don't buy new comic I books. I have a bucket that I keep all the, like, the nine Preacher trades in, the original mm-hmm. trades in. And I've given that bucket to at least right? six people. And exactly. it's just, they're all, they're all bad. I mean, like, it's just, I'm like, it's, just, it's a bucket of Preacher, baby. You just go. take it
2: and consume it. That's probably the best place for Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> is is in a bu- Not because I dislike. I loved Preacher, but it belongs in a bucket. <laughs> it probably does.
1: That's like the that's conveyance. Like a rusty, it. like, <laughs> yeah. pale, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when... Someone comes in. Yeah. What's your, uh, what would be your number one recommendation for someone who knew, was like, you know what, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna read a comic book. What would, what would you push the questions Well,
2: well the first thing I wanna know is what do you like? I mean, okay, wh- okay if well, let's, you go, let's role play. Go a,
1: ahead. Uh, uh, science fiction.
2: You're into science fiction? Yeah. Okay, well, what's, what are some, what are some examples? What do you, what do you enjoy? I, I like. Don't use comic
0: <laughs> examples. Use <things> out <laughs> I know,
1: like, like uh, I like, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. And, sure. uh, dune is one of my favorite books okay um now why did you like dune i kind of like the idea uh kind of like the religion meets sci-fi sort of that sort of big epic story
2: okay how did you like the movie uh dune
1: uh it's actually the original movie is like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite childhood movies really really weird but yeah yeah it is it's now my as an adult it's my sick movie so if i'm sick I watch Dune because it's a, it's a calming film.
2: Now you don't love the movie for the same reason you love
1: the the book. No, no, I don't. I think I think the movie the movie's is definitely cheesier than the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do. I I saw the movie first. So. so you
2: like the story to have a very thick and rich already established lore?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty good with that. I'm pre, I like I kind of like I like a big world, I guess. Who is yeah. your favorite character? Thick, big big world. world, thick big world, thick big world. Favorite character, uh, Sting. St- Sting, no, not Sting. Well,
2: the main character in Dune. Yeah. I mean, let's. He's very, uh, very two dimensional. You know, he's that's he's kind of like Captain America yeah. and, and Thor in this way. When they're absolutely certain of the path that they're on, it makes them a little bit less interesting. When there's no inner conflict, I do, I do like,
1: I do like Paul Atreides. Though I like Paul. Uh, I would say his sister. I like his sister's interesting. Why is that? Because because she comes, uh, she's been given this gift or power, and she had no she didn't it was for, it was forced upon her hmm. so she has to deal with this this big inner thing
2: Okay, so what book do you have for me? Well, right off the bat, <laughs> I'm thinking that you might want to try out a couple of our less popular, not, you know, <laughs> because Dude is less popular. No, <laughs> no. Okay, we've got our Marvel, and you got your yeah. DC, all right. But you already, we, you know, we've already established that a lot of those characters aren't going to be encountering the kind of uh, the the kind of peril and the kind of inner conflict that you're talking about yeah. with these. I'll tell you what, Dark Horse Image. Some of these books have been coming out, like uh, Planetary, which is uh, a great book. All right, about uh, what we've been talking about—it's sci-fi, but it's sci-fi among characters who don't know that they're in something sci-fi. Mm-hmm. All right, if you want something a little bit more local, maybe we try out Manhattan Projects. It's been around for uh, you know for a few months now, for a little bit of time now. We got a couple of trades, uh, trade paperbacks already uh, already published. If you like the historical aspect of that and, the, and how the fringe science. Uh, Comes into play and dude
1: nailed me. I love Manhattan Projects. Okay,
2: (laughs) and then and then we just start with those. All right, so take a look at those. All right, have a seat on our on this on this lovely couch. Help yourself to a cup of coffee. If there's anything I can get for you, you be sure to let (laughs) me know. (laughs) And you let me know what you think of these books because if you don't like them, I have other suggestions. Now I'm just I'm feeding you right (laughs) now. Um, That's Good. um, Good. That's awesome. That's a but that's
0: That's, a it makes you feel they do a really good job of uh, making you feel like oh yeah. Uh, We're in this together. You can come down and have this exact same conversation with Michael Mm -hmm. on whatever your interest is. And maybe you leave, you buy something. Maybe you don't, you come back the next day. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you don't. You just had a good conversation either way. Yeah. Either way, how often do you get to geek out about Dune? I know, I know. No one geeks out. Your face is like this. You're like, like, I could talk about this for hours. (laughs)
2: People uh, love to answer questions about why they love the things yeah, that they love. they've never
0: thought about it before, really. And,
2: I mean, yeah, it's a salesy tactic to, to do so. But the fact of the matter is that even though I'm using the information that you're giving me uh, to help pivot you into, into product that I have to sell you, the, tr- the truth of the matter is I have a diverse range yeah. of product that you will actually enjoy. Like, I wouldn't have taken all that information and said, well, in that case, you should probably read Serenity. Because that doesn't really feed into what you're doing. The saga probably would have been a good recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't quite sure that you could handle the adult content. We would have gotten to that later.
1: <laughs> um I, I would say I would say that's that's probably good pitch, my man. Good pitch. Yeah. Uh those are the kind of things and as as like we're trying to do with this show is like we want to find those. That's what we kind of do, is we either pick a book for someone mm-hmm. or we go, what are you into? What do you wanna what do you want to read? And we try to find something from there. Right. Um so let's see. What I've got, I've got my my list of stuff. Uh, all right, so uh, the Ultron bump. Have you gotten the Ultron bump? Did, do you see any difference in stuff when uh, this is your big – this is your first Marvel movie, right, as mm-hmm. uh, the shop's been open? Have you seen anything? It's only been uh, like a week, two weeks, so. It's been uh, slight, Actually, I've I've seen an increased
2: interest in in comic books and people coming back and and getting back into their their old Marvel comic uh-huh. books, but not necessarily into getting the Age of Ultron, and thankfully so because the Age of Ultron book is really all the title is really all it has in common yeah. with the uh, with the storyline apart from the existence of the antagonist. Uh, so I got people who have come in saying, "Do you have Avengers: Age of Ultron?" Yes, but. You know, let's talk about that. Who's it for, and why? Yeah. Because if it's for your kid who wants a uh, graphic novelization of the movie, uh, then that's not going to work. Although I just realized I actually do have the uh, the, the 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 precursor to that to the, to the
1: movie itself. There you go.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, Marvel knows what they're doing. Oh yeah.
1: Um, so you've got that. anybody uh, anybody clamoring for Ant Man right now? You got the Ant Man movie coming out.
2: Some I've had, uh, the with the with the onset of the second trailer. Yeah, uh, Many people have been like me, where the first trailer came out, and I could not have been less impressed. Oh, the f- first I trailer thought, was really bad. This is, what's the per this is, you've, okay, you really failed to dial in here, guys. This is just another stupid origin story, and you don't even get to see the superpowers. Yeah. But then, as Marvel does, they weave the comedy into it, and the fun, uh, and uh, in that second trailer, yeah. every- everybody comes in talking about that, uh, that, tra- that train set. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, like yeah, the you know? best
1: part of it. My only beef with that trailer, though, is the music just still doesn't seem right i have no memory of that that first trailer that first trailer their music was like this ominous terrible music Mm -hmm. and i'm like that what this is a dude who can shrink and talk and like can control ants and the music is like and it's like this big thing the second trailer that's my only beef with the second trailer. the music still seems a little too like i don't know maybe i want that maybe guardians of the galaxy Galaxy, like do you ever get the
2: sense that maybe they were feeling us out I that, maybe that maybe they had I mean how hard is it for them to put together a tra- put together, together a teaser or a trailer yeah. the public reaction is so immediate and so public yeah. these days that they know what's good and what's bad about a teaser that gets quote unquote leaked yeah. uh within 24 hours and they can adjust uh, adjust fire accordingly
1: yeah so no not not a giant bump do you think do you think that do you think that uh, the MCU is helping uh, push comic sales just in general? Do you think that there's like something yes. to that?
2: Yeah. Yes, I absolutely do. As long as it, it's keeping the love of the superhero alive, not that I would necessarily say that it, was, it is dying, but you do get uh, the kids coming in here who, who love the Hulk and who they, ha- they have a name to associate with what they like. They like Hawkeye, they like the Black Widow, they like Captain America, and so they come in and I ask their parent, what's he into? Well, he really likes the Hulk. Okay, well let's talk about that then it starts with having a name of a character yeah. that they're interested in and then that can lead into uh you know into just getting started that's all it takes
0: you have um one of the things that i really liked when i when i came in here last week was you have these re- you have a really fun way of doing specials like your 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 weekly specials or mm-hmm. daily specials that sure. you have uh which i thought was unique and kind of a fun way uh to come in and be surprised. When you come in, maybe not just on a Wednesday, but when you walk in on a on a Thursday or a Sunday, you know, or maybe some odd times, uh, will you explain uh, kind of how you do like some of the the cool specials that you run? Well, every day I
2: have a twenty percent off special, and I have the little uh, dry erase board above my register and I take a picture of it and I put it on my Facebook page, and I'll change that around every day. That today is just twenty uh, percent off My Little Pony. A couple of weeks ago, it was uh, twenty percent off all any any trade paperback with a uh, human face on the cover. (laughs) Twenty percent off a trade paperback that has an adjective in the title. That was the one that I I had. Uh, Mm -hmm. When uh, when you came in, or anything with an animal on it, or you know that kind of thing, or anything with an O in the first three words of the uh, (laughs) of the title, because that's a hunt. It's a hunt for what you know, like uh, Mm
0: -hmm. the fun stuff, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm
2: -hmm no that's uh it's just it's just for fun i don't think that a lot of people come in just just for the deals yeah. but the fact that they are that they are there you know it, it's uh we have a good time with it yeah
1: i know that i, I like i don't play hero clicks but i came in one time and you had a deal on hero clicks so i was like i'm gonna pick one
0: up because they're kind of yeah. cool little things <laughs> yeah
1: and so i, I grabbed one because of that uh, so let me let me see uh we're kind of
0: wrapping things yeah, up, here we're kind of wrapping things up. We let's to go leave without doing the
1: let's go uh what you want to do favorite thing you're reading right now Ten or eleven? What do you think? Um, (laughs) Let's do
0: eleven. It's got all right. Let's do it.
1: Recommendations. What do you recommend? uh, What should people pick up right now? Three books. What should people pick up right now? What's something that's out right now? Right now, current title they should grab a, a current title. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's a good question. Boy, and I, and
1: I, don't, and I don't get to divulge you get to, I just want to know, what, would you, what, would you, what are you reading that you want other people to read? I'm, I
2: want people to read Secret Wars. Secret Wars. I want them to read Secret Wars because at the end of it, they're going to be able to pivot off from that. That's, that, that's the major event. I think that people should be, uh, should be reading Wicked and the Divine. Uh, because I think that that, uh, that is going to be a proper deviation from the the normal superhero genre, uh, but at the same time it keeps the superpowers and uh, and it keeps the stakes. Is that, very... the,
1: is that the Gods on Earth one? Mm-hmm. Is that the one? I've heard good things. I've, yeah. It's on my long list of trades to pick Either up. The Wicked
2: and yeah. the Divine. It, it's very well written, and it's uh, it, it's definitely worth anybody's time to uh, to to try out. Apart from that, I would say. Whatever book image just put out that week is the book that you should, should try. All right. All right, so last week it was uh, what Run Love Kill, mm-hmm. or uh, and those those kinds of books. Whatever they whatever image is put out this week, try out their number one. You can't go wrong with that.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. You can't go wrong with an image number one. I've gone wrong maybe like once or twice, but right. normally they're pretty good. They're batting over five hundred. Can't think.
2: go wrong with number one. Can't yeah, go you, wrong you know, with, you uh, you miss three fourths of the time, you're still going to end up in the right. uh, in in the Hall of Fame. That's right, that's right.
1: All right, so um, I think uh, next week, if I'm getting our podcast straight because we're kind of well, yeah, and, and you're like, little... did you have
0: two variants back to back? Easy, guys. It's 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 the end of the school year. We're we're trying to get things together. Like, yeah. back up. All right, it's free content. <laughs> so, uh, are we dropping it this week? Then is this coming up? Yeah, this will be. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. we were going
1: to do. Are you did you, just, did you just make a comment that doesn't flow with what yeah. we're doing? All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> next week, we are going to talk about, is it Persepolis? Persepolis. Persepolis or Persopoli? Persepolis. There's. Do you say the S? I'm going to say it. All right, so <laughs> we're going to read an indie book about, uh, we're reading an indie trade about, it's like an autobiography of a girl who grew up in Iran during the...
0: Uh, during the Iranian revolution. Iranian
1: revolution And your mom is going to be on the podcast Yeah, and
0: she lived in Persopolis Yeah,
1: so she lived there in, in Iran Iran, Iran I'm going to figure that out before we do that podcast
0: Yeah, we should figure it out before we do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and, and so we're going to do that one And
0: then, uh, yeah It should be should be good So, um, yeah uh, Last week was Saga yep. You're listening to this uh, episode mm-hmm. And next week will be Persopolis uh, we're we're gonna be talking about Phoenix Comic Con. Maybe we'll do a special on that. We're gonna maybe grab some interviews from Comic Con. Yeah that's uh, a game plan. Yeah, that's a game plan. You'll you'll see us out there. Um, uh, if you are going to Comic Con Sunday, three o'clock, come to um Superhero Shorts. It's I'll be out there with the GorillaPants.com uh short crew. We're doing a panel at North uh hall uh panel three twenty-one. 321 it'll be at 3 to 4 on Sunday and then our videos will be playing in between the panels It's several of the panel rooms all day Saturday so if you're waiting to see a panel go in the room early because you might see some uh, some, grill, funny, some funny stuff plants, yeah.
1: and I'm going to be there at the panel I'm going to be at your panel so I can heckle you that's right. my that's my biggest thing and we're going to flyer for comic exposure yeah you right. should. You might see us around at the comic con we're going to have t-shirts uh, we're going to hand you stuff and we're going to ask you bizarro comic questions yeah yeah All right, well,
0: we'll see. Are you you going to the con? This is
2: the first year in five years that I'm actually just going to the con. Oh. I've been an artist, Sally, for the last five years. This time, I'm actually just going to be experiencing the convention. I'm so excited about that. Wonderful. You got someone watching the shop? I have someone
0: watching the shop for Come down to True Believers. Come on, come on. We can be completely empty. No security. No one (laughs) around,
1: folks. All right, so... uh, Thanks for coming on the show. Michael, I hope that we weren't too obnoxious and that you enjoyed your you enjoyed your time with right. us. Uh, we will be back, I'm sure, to uh, True Believer Comics. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next trade. Right, and
0: if you... Uh, give them the cross streets.
1: Oh, it's uh, we're at uh, Higley and uh, Guadalupe, right? We're at the southeast corner Ooh, of Higley and God. Elliot. Elliot, there we are. <laughs> in, in Gilbert. In, in Gilbert. Gilbert, Gilbert, Arizona. Higley and Elliot. I'm really good at this stuff. <laughs> uh, and I guess we'll see you next trade.